Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. And thanks for joining us today on Power Your Life. And I'm Dr. Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here. And today we're going to talk about so many different things. There's been a lot going on in the world and a lot going on in in schools in terms of people and kids shooting and violence and also what we need to do for ourselves to create a mind shift that really helps us move forward and do what we need to do, do what we choose to do, and maybe even have a mind shift on our world. To me, that would be very important. The best person I have to talk about all of that, creating a mind shift, is Edie Rather. She is a change strategist and a brain trainer and an international authority on human potential, motivation, and behavioral psychology. Edie's also been a psychotherapist, family counselor, occupational therapist, college professor, and talk show host with affiliates of ABC. Wow, Edie. From children to CEOs, her keynotes and seminars create a mind shift that optimizes performance both personally and in the workplace. She's very passionate about why we do what we do and her mind mastery strategies ignite breakthrough thinking and innovation that revolutionize how work gets done successfully, too. She's also a best-selling author and has written several books, actually seven books, wow, including I Believe I Can Fly, which is an empowering character-building program for children, and Edie's frequent resources, is a frequent resource, sorry, for media including the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, NBC, and so much more. Her nuts and bolts approach makes all programs relevant to you and to the people that are present, and they're resolution-oriented, and most importantly, they get the results. Edie, rather, how are you? You are amazing. (laughs) Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Now I got to live <laughs> up to it. But it is great being with you and, you know, sharing some inspiration with everyone because listening to the news is not always really inspiring. It's pretty scary. It is. And you and I were talking before the show about bullying and and you made an, an interesting comment about what's been going on because you also have this this bully free this bully free book here. So let's start in with that, and then we'll shift to mind shifting. Well, you know, I I do feel good about it's called Stop Bullying Now, and it's a complete handbook for teachers, the kid that's bullied, for the bully, uh, parents. So it it deals with all aspects, um, 
the bystanders, everyone. But in the latest event in Colorado, apparently it was a, a young girl who was bullied. This is the first time I've heard of a girl being involved in one of these type shootings. And, um, you know, in, in that particular book, and, and I do one-day seminars for teachers where they do get CEUs, if anybody's in education out there. But, um, you know, the whole thing is, is listen to our music. Listen to the lyrics. And with that strong, repetitive beat, we are putting people in a state of hypnosis. And then if you listen to some of the lyrics, I do occasionally just to see what's happening. And after about 17 seconds, I have to turn it off because I get ill. And yet our children are filling their, you know, we wouldn't think of eating rancid food. And yet we're filling our children's minds with, rancid thoughts and I'm old enough to remember the book Garbage In and Garbage Out and and that is so true. We're seeing we shouldn't be surprised by what we're seeing because we are literally programming on the subconscious level children's minds with violence and hate and it's got to stop. Now you combine that with the accessibility of guns and 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 it's a problem. I've always said that, you know, when we have freedom without responsibility, we have chaos, and and that is so true. So we're going to lose a lot of our freedoms uh, if if we don't back it with responsibility. And you know, I have to say, a lot of what we're seeing with younger—I mean, what is it? The number two cause of death between five and twenty-four is suicide. Is this not a problem? Kids don't want to live. I don't know about you, Joanne. I'm 75, and I, my, you know, you know, childhoods should be happy. And it's just tragic to me that young children are taking their lives because they have no hope. And I'm going to not point fingers, but I think parents have to own up to some of this. I, you know, I totally agree, and I also think that there's so much going on in the media. I was working with a family, and uh, and her son, who's like six years old, was watching something very, you know, and she made it. The mother said to me, Joanne, I, you know, I thought it was going to be not not a violent whatever, and and it was, and she never let him watch it again. But she said for days, Edie. He was talking about shooting and and violence and that, like you talked about, programming. That's what he's getting. And and if you take a look at at some of the films and the video games and 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 even the rhetoric that you're talking about around, you know, let's arm teachers with. To me, that's not a solution at all to to just create more more guns and not not control them. But I think that I, that. Right. Yeah. We have a problem, and we have to address it on all levels. Yeah. What re- this reminds me of years ago uh, when Brownbeck, who is now um, the governor of, is it Kansas or in that area, but he was senator. He was real into getting the smut out of the lyrics of, of music. And if I were a kept woman, I would devote my life to it. So I went to D.C., and the bottom line was there was nothing we can do about it because the smut that's there, the violence that there is protected under freedom of speech. So I think we have to look at when Thomas Jefferson and the boys were writing this up, 
um, you know, the, the world was a different place, and freedom of speech was not, they, they were not dealing with what we're dealing with today. So it, it's a whole new era. But listen to this, Joanne. Listen to this. They had a special meeting over the noon hour in D.C. And they had it over the noon hour when most people were eating lunch. So there wouldn't be many people there. Listen to this. They used whiteout for about one-third of the words that they were presenting, which is interesting. So our senators and representatives cannot – it was so bad. They whited it out. And yet their 11-year-old child was listening to it. I find that fascinating. I find it tragic. It's not fascinating. I, you know, I think that's terrible, too. I really do. And uh, I think that people like you, people like me, we really have to take a strong stand. And you're right. It's, But I think it's not just just parents i think it goes beyond parents and even you know where things are okay and they're not okay it's okay to be violent it's okay to curse it's okay to be a bully and oftentimes like you were talking about that girl now oftentimes people that are are violent and do things they've been bullied themselves oftentimes the bully has been bullied maybe by a parent or by a family member or someone else, and and that's the behavior that they've learned, that they've been taught by, just by example, by you know by what they've been through. So so I like the fact that your book encompasses all of that because we have to look at everything that's involved, like and including the bystanders. Right. And and you're absolutely right. Almost all bullies were first bullied. You know, children learn, you know, what they live. And and that is absolutely true. They're acting out. It's it's you know, I just did a TEDx talk, uh, Brain Fitness for Kids, cloning the DNA of Einstein. And the easiest way to find that is just going to the website Wings for Wishes dot com and the TED talk will be there. If you know a child between the ages of three and nine, but everything I talk about, even though I focus on uh, children because of my character building program, I believe I can fly, which by the way, parents have seen a dramatic change in their kids after playing one five minute track one time. It's that powerful. Everything I talk about in that TEDx talk applies to you and I, to CEOs, every adult for personal growth. And so I I really recommend that everybody um, listen to it because it really does talk about and how to engage the subconscious mind to change behavior. So let's talk about that a little bit, too, because I think that's important. And I think if we are changing our mindset it maybe we can also be changing our mindset to to not only embrace you know to embrace change that's more positive not just for ourselves but also for our environment our global situation so how do you how do we create brains like Einstein, like einstein well you know what and and that's why i i really want everyone on this call to watch that talk it it's good and and one of the things is that we really have to understand how to engage the subconscious mind. The advertising Sony, that community that sells video games, knows how to do that. And that's why we're seeing the violence, because so many of the video games had violence. And then we're saying, you know, people are saying, well, cartoons years ago, Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck or I don't know, 
they're saying there was violence with them. I, I honestly don't remember that. But the fact is, with technology, the video games are so much more real life that the brain can't separate acting out and killing something in a video game and acting out something in real life. Now, some can, and if they come from a positive environment, that helps. But if this is the only thing that they're learning, it becomes the new norm. And, I mean, honest to God, kids were expelled from school. When I was in school back in Wisconsin, in Algoma, Wisconsin, we got kicked out if we were chewing gum. I mean, wouldn't we love it if that were the worst thing that was happening in our schools today? So we have to be careful because we establish a new norm. But the fact is, the more neuroscience and research that's done, we're finding out, you know, we used to say we only use, you know, 10% of our potential. Then it was 7.5. It's probably before I die, it's going to be 1% or 2% of our potential. Because, you know, the question is, Joanne, if I tell you to dig a hole and you have a choice of using a tablespoon, a shovel, or a backhoe, the backhoe is going to be the most effective and the most efficient. It's going to get the job done like lickety split. And yet, so much of our education, um, everything that we do, our, even our childbearing, is using and trying to make change with a tablespoon. Now, I have a psychotherapy background, and I'm not putting counseling or psychotherapy down. But to tell you, real honest, I integrate, you know, brain training, hypnosis, and almost everything I do, maybe maybe if it's couple counseling, but even there, I'll take one or the other aside because I can do more in one session. And by the way, I do sessions on the phone, but I can do more in one session than 50 sessions of psychotherapy or counseling and maybe even more because by accessing the subconscious mind, it's really you know, giving a power tool for change, and if we don't ha- if we don't have power tools for change in our back pocket, things are not going to change, and we're going to, you know, keep doing what we've always done because it's the easiest path, and, and the mind will go there. Which is another point, Joanne, because we're actually wired to be negative. Now, I I think I'm quite optimistic, but the fact is, we are on the subconscious level on the you know there's the triune brain, the cerebral cortex, the emotional brain, and then the instinctual reptilian brain. And and that is fight, flight, or flee. It's survival-oriented. And so what it does, it's like the tiger on the mount. Everybody has to be hypervigilant. And now with safety being such an issue, that's why people are acting out and there's so much stress. We are constantly on guard. When I grew up in the 50s, I mean, you know, the worst thing that was happening is we were piling 13 kids in a beetle bug and, and eating goldfish or something. And, um, and, and so, you know, we were relaxed. There, there wasn't this on-guard kind of mentality. And, and so we're releasing all this cortisol, and we're making literally biochemical neurological changes in the body that is causing a lot of the stress anxiety and therefore resulting in acting out behavior, which often is violent. So that's how the whole cycle is. And that is why, Joanne, I created the Wings for Wishes program, I Believe I Can Fly, because it prevents that. It wires kids at a time 
when their brains are like sponges, three to nine, and it wires them for health, happiness, success, to eat the right foods, to not want to drink soda pop, to be brave, to be courageous, to be caring, to be compassionate, to be resilient. I I wire kids at an early age so that if they get all this smut that's surrounding us, and I don't know when we're going to get rid of it, it's hard because of freedom of speech, they have a chance of overcoming all and and contributing to society and being the next president if they choose to, although people don't You know, I think, I think everything you're saying is so very, very important, Edie, and you're right. I do a lot with hypnosis, too, and it's interesting. I was, I went, I was looking at a movie. I'm not going to name the movie, and it said that it was a suspense mystery movie. I started to watch it. And it was really a horror movie. Now, for for them mm-hmm. not to say that it was a horror movie and for that to be acceptable like it was a mystery, suspenseful, to me was, was a travesty because I can't watch that stuff. I mean, that that mm-hmm. that gives me nightmares. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be a part of that. So, so it's becoming so commonplace, like you're talking about, in our culture, in our societies, and so acceptable, and something has to change. And I love what you're doing with your program because I think it's so important to reach children at an early age for the Wings for Wishes exactly. program. I think yeah. that that's when they are susceptible, and, and we can cha- if we change that, they're our future, so if, if we start with them, we're going to hopefully make a difference in, in our world. It may take a while, but, it, but, it, but it's so very, very important. So what do we need to do? Because it, like you said, that, that we come in and there's a lot of negativity and we're ready for fight or flight and we're geared up for that. And even now, I remember that years ago we didn't have to lock our doors. We had neighbors and neighborhoods that were protecting mm-hmm. one another, and, and, and that's totally changed. And now it, we, we're living a lot in fear. So how do we shift? What Give, us, give our listeners, Edie, one example of, of what we can use today to begin to change our mindset. I know we're not going to be able to take everybody deeper, which I'd love to do because you and I love that. Yeah. But what else can oh. we do today that can help? Okay, and that's a great question because I am very practical and, and I want people to lead with, okay, I can do one, two, and three, and that'll help. Okay, to do a brain shift then, we have to go from that lower instinctual brain up to the emotional brain. And in the, in the cerebral cortex is kind of the CEO where we can hopefully make better decisions. And so when somebody shoots or acts out, they're not acting from a higher level of consciousness. They're acting out from, you know, this animal instinctual reptilian brain, not even animal, reptilian brain. And and so to shift upward, you know, a lot of people are familiar with NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Uh, Tony Robbins is the person who made it popular. He isn't the creator, but he did make it popular. So if you're familiar with, with his, um, you know, teachings, but. Here are things that I do a lot. I give people triggers. For example, my granddaughter just passed her um, life-saving test. And I said, before you go on, I want you to take a sip of water. Take a lot of sips of water, not only to hydrate. But when you sip the water, 
you visualize it as being liquid calm or liquid Mm. confidence, whatever emotional state you desire. And this works as a speaker. Before I go on stage, I I do all of these little rituals, and it really goes back to Pavlov's dog. I mean, it's all association. So that every time in life you now sip water, you immediately create a state of confidence, calm, whatever you want. But uh, but those are the two that usually you know, one will bring the anxiety down, and then the other is kind of an inner power of confidence, and the two can kind of make you unstoppable. The other thing is a lot of us heard this when we were growing up. You know, just take three deep breaths, take ten deep breaths. Well, a lot of those old, you know, tales really have some wisdom to it. And And the fact is if you take three deep breaths, and you slow down your breathing, listen to this. When you slow down your breathing, you slow down your brainwave activity. And when you slow down your brainwave activity, Joanne, you go from a state of negative to positive automatically. Is that not cool? That is all you have to do, and you produce less cortisol, which is kind of a a curse in terms of the stress, and anxiety that causes us to act out, but just slow it down. And that's why people are doing more meditation, mindfulness. Um, you know, yoga was big. Uh, Maharishi was big in the 60s, but then it kind of lost its its wind, but it's back again. And so these are all good things to shift our consciousness into a slower alpha brainwave activity where and that's what I do in my children's program I believe I can fly but with adults too you want to slow down the brainwave activity because we go from negative to positive which is why when you're having a massage or when you dip into a hot tub you know what do you do you just ah you release all the stress and it's because there is and they often play music in a massage parlor which is nonlinear so that your left brain is calmed down. You want to get into your right brain that is kind of the gateway to the subconscious. But just think about it. When you get in a hot tub, when you have Edie, that we're massage, losing you, so talk. Okay. I was losing Yeah, so when you get into a hot tub, or I was push, pushing the phone away. I'm glad you said something. But when you get into a hot tub or the massage, you just release it. And it's often also because of the background music they're playing. So when you relax the body, you actually relax the mind by going from the beta faster brainwave activity, which if if it's too fast, creates like a panic disorder. But as you control it, and I tell people to sometimes just tune it down like Venetian blinds, just close off the negative or like the volume on a radio or a, a, you know, thermostat, just tune it out. And you just, you know, and the other thing I do is just have yourself, you know, have you visualize yourself with all the stress and anxiety and then visualize that picture of yourself being so overwhelmed. See it getting smaller, darker, dimmer, farther and farther away. And the fact is out of sight, out of mind. And then I just have people shrink that negative picture of themselves you know, like a shriveled up raisin and then like the eye of a needle and then I just click my fingers, count of three, and you delete it and it's gone. And then I sometimes have people 
visualize a canvas before them. And then we are the, the potters of our lives. I mean, our lives are like a ball of clay in our hands. And so I have them feel that power and mastery and control over their destiny again by creating images like the potter or the artist. We are the artist of our life. And you see that white canvas, and I have people project on that canvas. They see themselves in the ideal, the ideal size and weight they want to be, what the mind sees, the body believes. And as they see that, um, you know, I, I mean, the hypnosis for weight works. I, I, oh, I know, I, mean, I know. I, right. yeah. I love hypnosis, and it, it's very powerful, and you can use it for so many different things in terms of even self-esteem and and blood pressure and 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 disorders. raising right and all of that. So you know, I also so you use know what, for as, my as you visual. Yeah, yeah. Say that. No, again. I was going to say I also let, use let what, the artist. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You go also ahead. use. You know what? With that artist canvas, then you see yourself. You know, owning the world, being unstoppable. You know, just being fearless, just overcoming. So you get all of that and you start feeling it. You have to emotionally feel it. And then I suggest that they become one with the ideal so that they take on the energy and the consciousness of themselves in the ideal. And and that's when change happens. And, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you going to say, Joanne? Oh, no worries. I said oftentimes I was thinking in terms of, of softening the 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 mind chatter and whatever i i actually do humming because ah. it, it's it's a it's calming for me. you know i don't know that it works for everyone but it it it's calming for me and it just takes everything down a few notches and just makes makes me feel better so you know that that's one technique that i use for myself too but i think what you're talking about is is so important because we have the ability like you're saying and like you do with with so many people including children we have the ability to change our minds to change our energy to see ourselves in a totally new more beautiful more compassionate, successful, whatever it is, light that we choose to. And basically, we're just switching things within our mind, within our brain, because like you said, and I believe it, I teach it too, that whatever we're projecting within our minds, we our minds believe. It doesn't, it doesn't make a decision. Definitely. Okay, that's not true. That's not real. It just takes it on as fact. So... If we know that, like you said, we can we can begin to shift that and begin to change ourselves, which I think is pretty incredible. Well, you know what, and so, it's all about conscious choice, that we have a choice to shift. We really do. And I have to say something about your humming. Uh, Wayne Dyer used to talk about, um, God bless his soul, but he used to talk about amen. Um, there is something, every religion, the Hindu, the Christians, the Jews, right. everybody, there, it actually triggers and stimulates the brain into a positive state. Um, the meditators do that. So I just wanted you to know that's why the humming works. And the other thing I have to say, I recently got a singing bowl, and I cannot believe what oh, it yeah. does. I, I fall asleep in seconds, not even a minute. I just... 
And if anybody wants to know, I got one for 30 bucks. I got a portable, a smaller one for 10. And I'm so pleased with it. It is amazing. You're fading out again. It, it centers you. It has healing powers. It's, it, it, it does magic. So anyway, and, and, you know, I can't emphasize enough, you know, the nonlinear binaural beats music, because that puts, uh, the, it synchronizes the brain in a way that empowers us and calms us as well. We know that when, when you know, I hate to say it, but some of the more like acid rock music is played, some of the rap music, plants grow away from it. And when, um, like, uh, Baroque music is the most healing. When Baroque music is played, like uh, Pachelbel's Canon in D, plants grow toward it. Even plants know where to go for their nurturance. And we need to nurture our souls as well. Isn't that wonderful that they that they instinctively and intuitively know, know well, more instinctively know what is fulfilling and what is growth orienting and and for it's it's wonderful you're right we we actually need to take that example <laughs> and yeah. utilize it for ourselves i wanted to share something with you because when i was younger and god bless my mother she's she's deceased but she was very fearful about driving and so she actually, I mean, she would tell me how dangerous it was to drive, and 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 then when I finally got my license, Edie, I I was behind the wheel, and my foot was shaking on the at the accelerator. All I kept seeing because of that conditioning was caught was mm-hmm. me being in an accident, and I and I really was like immobilized. I couldn't move and I and I could I didn't know what to do. So, um I created in my mind at the time cuz I had to figure out something. I was just 16 and I created in my mind a cartoon. And in the cartoon it was instead of seeing the crash, which is what I would see before I, you know, I would see crashes and that's what scared mm-hmm. me. I actually created a cartoon whereby the the cars are you know how you've seen cartoons in the past where where the cars have faces and and so I created a cartoon and I and I actually have used it in a workshop called Cartoon Your Fears Away because I made it so that it was silly and it was playful and rather than the two cars colliding like my fears were they were dancing and they were smiling and it, it and it it took the fear that was through me that I just didn't know what to do with it just took it down several notches so that my foot stopped shaking and I was mm-hmm. able to drop yeah so we do like you say have the ability to make incredible shifts and it's so important what you touched upon in terms of you have to be conscious to do so I mean we can work with the subconscious which is wonderful but you have to be conscious about what you want to change and how you want to go about doing it and what works yes and and fear and worry is a wish you don't want you know if we if we focus on the negative or what we fear We're drawing it to us. It's the laws of attraction. So, you know, there again, conscious choice. Choose positive thoughts. Fill your soul. 
within but color. But when you're a and kid, you don't necessarily know that unless you have someone like you teaching that because we just take that in and we often embrace, like I did, our, our you know, fears that and worries of our families or whatever, and we take that on. And, and again, that was a different world that we were living in then, and now the fear and, you know, everything that's going on, I think people are kids. How do you go to school? You know, you go to school wondering maybe, I don't know, I'm not a kid, but wondering if something's going to happen from one of your your classmates or from somebody else, like, barging into school it's it it's can be terrifying it so is. how do you that yeah you, you know what how and, do you you're at, yeah how do you address that you're saying yes sorry yeah you know what joanne i think we have to plan and we have to prepare and allow that to give us some sense of calm and security rather than worry and anxiety i think we have to give people you know, tools, uh, to mental tools as, as well. I, I would highly recommend the martial arts, for example, not only because of the discipline and the focus, but physically. It's, it's, I think it's one of the best security things that will be always with you. You know what I mean? And, and so I think planning and preparing but still but feeling confidence with your preparation to remove the anxiety because if you have all that anxiety, you're drawing negative events into your life. So we have to be careful. It's a thin line and it's a tough line these days. There's no question about it, but we can do it. I, I, I believe so too. And I think it's so important that you, that you're in the forefront of a lot of this, especially working with kids and helping them shift and getting the results that you that you're getting that the and and seeing the differences that that that's making in a in a short period of time that's so fantastic and beautiful what do you think needs to change in well I won't do politically what do you think needs to change more on a that's global level can be a little bit- <laughs> yeah, say what you were going to say, because I think we have to all be more proactive. Well, I hope I don't offend anybody, but I, w- I actually saw a post today where, and it was supposed to be funny, okay? It was about um, husbands give your wife guns for their birthday or something like that or for or for the holiday, and and. and, and and I made a comment, and I said, you know, I hope I hope I'm not offending you, because I was trying to be nice. I said, but given everything that's going on, I have trouble seeing this as funny. I mean, why is it funny? I I said, and if you choose to delete my comment, that you know, that's up to you. But I but I cannot just look at something like that and find it funny and think it's okay. And I think what's happening is that we're we're coming to a place of accepting, like you said, accepting violence, accepting hatred, accepting bullying as, as sometimes as almost the norm. And I think that really has to change. So how do we begin that more, not just individually, but more on a global or a political or societal scale? Well, you know, in one of the changes, if anybody remembers Gilda Radner, Johnny Carson, they were funny. 
They were creatively funny. And nobody was insulted. Think back. And, and they were geniuses at what they did. And funny today has taken on, it's not as creative, and it's very disappointing to me, but it's usually at the expense of someone else. And so what that Thank you. That if we don't, you know, have more sensitivity and compassion, what we do is, you know, we treat people as objects. They are, are and, and so murder becomes easy because they are an object to give us pleasure, and people do get pleasure. The, the aggression center in the brain, the sex center, are, um, and the food center, by the way, are all very close together, which is why some people overeat and, and some people act out. And, and so the bottom line, there's pleasure to all of that, uh, but it's at somebody else's expense. I think we have to be teaching kids more compassion. I, I think we have to maybe have a day where kids are in a wheelchair for a day so they understand the struggles and the obstacles that others have and what they would do. And, and so there's this interesting, you know, ping pong game between being politically correct and sensitive. I think some of the political correctness is almost delusional that I don't even interpret things that way. It's almost like we're looking to be offended. And so we have that on the one side. And, and yet I'm saying that we need to become more hypersensitive but not in a way that we're, we're delusional. And, you know, think back, Joanne, language was softer years ago. So when we listen to our language, our words represent images in our brain. Our images then, you know, create emotions and our behaviors. And so it does start with slowing down our I'm breathing. losing you again. It, it does start with slowing down our breathing and with um, – you know, our, our language, choosing more loving, kind words. And I, I don't know if you saw Chappaquiddick last night, but it was a little scary how, you know, uh, Mary Jo Kopechny was referred to as the blonde drowns. And I just thought, wow, this was a beautiful woman who was very into politics, the, the blonde drowns. So back then, I'm not saying we were always that humanizing. I think in some ways we were less sensitive. But that just hit me that if that were my daughter, referred to as the blonde, when she was a dedicated, loyal employee. It's, it's so I think those are things that we have to be more conscious of and aware. And we have to choose better heroes. I mean, there are so many kids today that are identifying with celebrities that are certainly not what we want our children to be. And, and I think the dominance of celebrities who don't have their act together. I mean, when I was a kid, we wanted to be like George Washington or Abraham Lincoln or Amelia Earhart. And, and so, and that's part of what I talk about in my TEDx talk too, that we, we need to change all that. And the interesting thing is Joanne, when we, we shift our consciousness and our mind. Listen to this. Um, and Bruce Lipton, if you get his book, What Is It? The Biology of Hope, that right. we actually can alter our DNA 
for years we didn't think we could alter our DNA. We can alter our DNA by changing our thoughts and our consciousness, and that's a choice. And I love it, and it's true, and and it's and it's so powerful, and it starts with us. <laughs> we ha- we have to make that, like you said, that conscious decision. And you're right about you know, about about what's funny and turn. You know, I I I've I've been looking. I don't find comedians funny when they're picking on other people. I I think, well, well how is that funny? I don't get it. I really don't. You know, I think, well, maybe I don't understand why people are laughing at somebody, like you said, at somebody else's expense. It doesn't make sense to me, and and it doesn't make sense to you. You are wonderful. I love what you're doing. I love that you're creating these incredible mind shifts that are helping people change so that they can see themselves and the world in a different light, especially our children, like I said before, they're our future. So you and I could go on forever, but we're running out of time. Tell our listeners, Edie, rather, how they can get a hold of you, find out more about your programs, your Wings for Wishes, your your, um, your TED Talk, and um, your books. You have seven books. There's one, I believe, I Can Fly. We didn't talk about it, but it's an empowering building program for children. And there's so much more, so many resources that you have created that are available to really help people shift and make a difference in their in their own lives and in the lives of others. So please tell everybody how they can get a hold of all of this and you. Okay. Well, I think my last name, Rather.com or Edie Rather, it becomes one and the same. But just Rather.com, R-A-E-T-H-E-R.com. It's like Dan Rather, but an extra E-R-A-E-T-H. It'll take you to an online store. One of them's a bestseller in China. It's Why Cats Don't Bark. It's on intuition, your soul's code, your calling in life. Um, there's Winning, which has inspirational stories, including Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, and how you or your child, but these are the heroes that they should be identifying with. I have Sex for the Soul. It's sexuality as a path to spirituality. And uh, Forget Selling is more business. It's on influence and persuasion. And then Stop Bullying now is obviously on bullying. And then there's one on what most builders won't tell you, and then there's I Believe I Can Fly. But I've written uh, nine anthologies that should be on the website as well. And uh, to those listeners, I will give you three for the price of one on the anthologies. And if you want some of the other books, just call me, and I will offer everybody, you know, buy one, get one free, buy buy one, get three free. And uh, the children's program is at wingsforwishes.com to know more about bullying. That is stopbullyingwithed.com. And then braintrainer.expert, not .com, but .expert. Um, If you're interested in, you know, the hypnosis, the coaching, um, whatever, I, I am available by phone for sessions. So that, that should keep them going. And I'm just looking in my office, and there's a couple quotes I want to share with everybody. I'm looking at a plaque that says, dwell in possibility. I mean, Michelangelo said, you know, how can the dream come true if you haven't first dreamed the dream? And every rock of marble 
I see a statue. I just chisel away so that others can see what I already know. And I, I think mm. we all have a yeah, we all have a Michelangelo in us. And then I'm looking above <laughs> my window, and I love this too, uh, Joanne. It says, may all your weeds be wildflowers. And so <laughs> we can we can transform. And, um, and anything I can do to help that happen, let me know. My number is 704-658-8997. And email is just my name, E-D-E-D-I-E, at Rather, R-A-E-T-H-E-R.com. And, Joanne, thank you for the opportunity because I do get excited just sharing a little bit of inspiration to – to help everybody make a shift. Thank you so much, Edie Rather. You are wonderful. I love what you're doing. And it's so very important to help us change and to shift and to create something better, not just for ourselves, but for others. And there's another quote, simply with a change of mind, you can change your life. That's Deepak Chopra. So thank you, because that's what you're doing. You're helping people change their minds and change their lives, and you are a beautiful soul. Thanks for being on the show, Edie. As a thank you so guest. much for having me. Bye, Tall. My pleasure. Have a blessed day. Thanks. You too. Bye now. Bye-bye. So think about everything that Edie was talking about, because, again, I'm going to emphasize that it starts with your ability to to make choices about conscious, what you want to change, what you want to do. And Edie was talking a lot about working with the subconscious. It's a very, very powerful way to shift our thinking that we're not even aware of that's going on, but we can change it for the better and also change ourselves. And if you want to get a hold of me give you the short version you can go to doc white.org and find out more about upcoming shows blogs books that i have and so much more and remember you have the ability to empower yourself and to power your life even if you just begin with a few small steps start with that breathing that Edie was talking about because you can calm yourself and change your thoughts and master your mind. Thanks so much for joining us and have a beautiful day wherever you are. Beautiful night. Thanks. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.